You're listening to Social Media Storytelling. This episode of Social Media Storytelling, we're going to be talking about how to build a personal brand, especially how to build that brand when you're not using social media, and then how social media can capitalize that. We have Brad Draper here today. Brad, could you do a quick intro for us? Yeah, guys. So my name is Brad Draper, entrepreneur, investor, all around branding kind of guy. That's kind of what I focalize on in every aspect. So left a career of 12 years to kind of go all in on on me. And so made the leap, made the jump and huge, huge props over to the story guys, as I've made this leap to make this transition fairly seamless and effortless. That's awesome. What were you doing for 12 years, like your different positions that you're going through? Yeah, for sure. I was an executive at a laboratory. So we tested dietary supplements. So all the googly box about vitamins and pre-workouts and proteins and are they regulated? Are they tested? Yes, they are. And we were one of those laboratories that did the FDA analysis. So my background's in chemistry, so very analytical. I'm into analytics. I'm into numbers uh, and metrics and seeing how things work. So I was there for 12 years. I was the VP of operations and head of quality. And after 12 years, I decided that I wanted to make a pivot. I wanted to make a change and I wanted to go all in on me. Wow. What made you want to do that switch after 12 years? Yeah, right. I mean, most people when they're like, I'm 12 years in or I'm a decade in or I'm five years in, I'm fairly solidified and I don't want to make a jump. But I kind of had a coming to Jesus moment where I realized my goals and where I wanted to be in life, they were not in my future. They did not fall in line with the trajectory that I was currently on. So I had to kind of just figure out where will this life take me and do I want to go there? Or where do I want to where do I want to be? What do I want to do? And what do I need to do to get there? So often we have these ideas that we want to get to this point, but we never analyze where we're at right now and will, where we are at right now. Will it actually get us to that point? So often we get stuck on wanting things, wanting goals. I mean, it's the new year right now and people do the whole new year, new me, but they don't make changes on where they are in the current moment to get to that desired destination. So I analyzed over a couple of year period, 2018 is when I kind of did this real analyzation. And then I had to start setting the footwork and the groundwork to exit myself as an executive and kind of the glue that ran the facility at that time, remove myself ethically and then reestablish. Well, if my current path is not going to get me where I want to go, where do I need to step back to? How do I need to redirect and where will that path go? Dang. Wow. That's awesome, man. I guess this is a kind of a more complex question, but like when you realized that you weren't going on the right trajectory, like what were the steps you took to realize that? And I know that's like getting very specific, but I think it's. Yeah. Yeah. The thing I started the most is I started working on the six inches between my ears. I started working on my mind. So I started reading voraciously. I did not, I was not a reader. I struggled with reading growing up. I went to after-school programs to teach me how to have reading comprehension. I was one of those kids that would read a paragraph and then read it again and again and again, and still couldn't tell you what the paragraph actually meant. I could read the words, but the comprehension wasn't there. And so I decided to start actually reading for learning's sake, not because somebody told me to read a book, not for a book report, but just simply to learn. 
and then learn what I want to do. So I studied finance. I studied investing. I studied business. I studied, you name the topic, I probably studied it. And then scaled all the way up to where I read a book a week now. And my goal this year, I've never done 52 books in a year. So it's my my goal for 2023 to do 52 books this year. And uh, that'll be an undertaking for me. But that's where it really all started was studying intensely on what I want to do. And I learned that by studying these people and mirroring what they did, right? I I wouldn't want to say idolize these people, but I kind of idolized them. I saw these people that I looked up to tremendously and then read their story, where they came from, what they do, how they do it, and ultimately the kind of impact they had. What do they do to this world? I think we as humans really just want to have impact in the world. We want to have a purpose. We want to have a reason for being. And when you impact people and add value unto people, that's when you really learn. And I I learned that my biggest goal in life is simply just to add value, just to aggrandize others and help them grow. And I learned that I hit my ceiling where I was at. I was maxed out. Nothing else was coming from my life. And was I okay with where I was? Was I happy with where I was? Was I okay with the impact? And you could draw impact from that. I mean, I was making sure products were safe and effective for people to become healthy and to get their life in order. There's a lot of impact there. But at the same time, it didn't line up with me and where I wanted to go. So that's, that's kind of where it really all started was studying for me in my mind and getting out of just the day-to-day task. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. I think that's a good transition into starting to build the Brad Draper personal branding. Um, I know we've talked about it a lot, but the audience hasn't heard about it. Um, you've met like Ed Milet, you've met all of these like pretty well-known people. Um, can you just kind of walk through the story of like the people that you've met, the journey that you've had? Because I thought it was really interesting and kind of what yeah. you're doing to grow that personal brand. Yeah. So I made it my job. Oh, what year? 2021 is when I decided to make it my job to know people. And it's not just how many people you know, but how many people know you. Yeah, You can know a lot of people, but if they don't know who you are, it doesn't make a difference. It doesn't matter. And so I started putting myself in positions to be where these people I looked up to were. And I had this aha moment where I paid to be in a room that they also paid to be in, right? And so I had somebody ask me, they said, how do you know all these people? And it started out with knowing people like Sean Whalen and Dan Young and, and getting, getting to know them. Some of them are still extremely in their infancy. Dan Fleischman, Cole Hatter, Cody Sperber, Jerome Maldonado. All these guys may ring a bell. They may not. Some of those guys are the background of the, the people on the forefront. So I kind of just honed in. I, so, I, so I started hosting what's called $100 Dinners. If you don't know what that is, a man named Jimmy Rex, who I look up to, he's a stud, he's a philanthropist, he's a, he's a realtor, he's an investor, very well known in Utah. He was hosting these $100 dinners during COVID. They wanted to give back. They said, you know, we can invest our dollars in investments in stocks and crypto, whatever, but investing in people, that's how you really change the world. You invest in people. And what really needs it right now? It's the restaurants. Those places are dropping down like flies. The government's shutting them down, especially the mom and pop shops. And so he said, let's get our friends together. We all tip $100 and we eat out and then give that $100 tip per person. So we were trying to aim for a couple thousand dollar tip to this waiter or waitress. And in doing that, you change lives to some that's not much and to some that's a ton. At the end of the day, the value of a dollar is still a dollar. It still has extreme worth. And so... 
I started hosting these versus just going. I started going to them because I wanted to be in the rooms where people that tipped a hundred dollars were, and I started hosting them. So I started pushing out, and they said, "How did you get to know Jeremy Nevis? How did you get to know Jimmy Rex?" He said, "I said social media. It's powerful." I just started messaging them. How do you become friends with Keaton Hoskins, the muscle from Diesel Brothers? Yeah. How did you become this person, Stephen Harward at Prime Corporate Services? How do you know them? How do you have their cell phone number and can text them? So I said, I started hosting these dinners because when you're the head of the table, even if there are worlds ahead of you, financially, business-wise, in any capacity, there are worlds ahead of you. If you're the head of the table, if you host it, you have a lever. Yeah. can be utilized. And they, they see you as, oh, okay, this person can organize something in a capacity and get these minds together. Because that's all networking is, it's just getting minds together. And I started getting to know these guys and putting myself in position. I started paying to go to seminars and to go to events where I knew these people were being either A, they were the ones hosting it. It was their event. And that's another tip number two. One, be in rooms where they're at, but two, support them in their cause support them in their business, support them in whatever it is they do. Go to them. If you have the opportunity to go to whatever, you go to Walmart versus this person's little shop, go to the person's little shop if you want to become their friend. Even if it costs you more in a monetary right up front, the value in the long run by becoming friends with these people is astronomically more. I could go over to like Sean Whalen. I could go over to any store and buy a t-shirt or I can buy a t-shirt from Sean Whalen. Well, what's my end goal? One, to support him, support his cause and become his friend. So you support people and their goals. And then I kind of took that scale and, and wrote it higher. I started paying more money to be in more expensive rooms to be with these people that were also paying to be in the room. And that was the aha moment I mentioned earlier where I'm like, you know, I'm paying $1,000 to sit at the table with these people. What comes of that? And I really learned that lesson a little bit. I went to an event. I couldn't go in person. I didn't have the funds to do it, nor did I have the time to get away from work. And so I went to the virtual event. And during the virtual event, they offered for us to go to Mexico for a retreat and help at an orphanage. It cost $5,000 to go to an orphanage in Mexico. I had to buy my own plane tickets. I had to buy all my own stuff and then jump on a bus and go to an orphanage and and, uh, just play with kids and love on kids. So I purchased that option. Most people that I knew purchased like being the mastermind, be in the training program, go to another seminar. I purchased to add value to these little, these kids. Well, and I went with 40 other philanthropists. Some of these guys make like a hundred million dollars a year personally, not just their business. And when you serve with people side by side, shoulder to shoulder, a bond is formed. No matter what your demographic, no matter your background, no matter what you have in common, if you're both serving together in a similar cause or in a like cause, you have so much of a bond there that is unmatched. So I met these people down in Mexico and I started scaling it up. And then I went to a thousand dollar dinner and I hosted thousand dollar dinners and that scaled to meeting like Bedros, uh, Bedros Koulian, who owns Fit Body Bootcamp. He and I were the bachelors there. So we sat with each other and kind of just hung out. Well, Bedros had a good conversation. And so he invited me to his headquarters to do what he calls Suckfest. I did that two weeks ago. I hung out with Bedros. I was the only fly in. Everybody else worked for him. I was the only fly in. And that's number three. So wow. tip number one, you need two. I'm, not, I'm losing all my tips now. <laughs> I forgot my tips now. Anyways, you can go back and listen to the episode. 
Tip number three is honor what you say you'll do. Be a person of your word because anybody that excels or is an elite in whatever space they're in, they didn't get there by happenstance. They got there by owning their word, being honest, truthful, amazing human beings. And when you tell somebody you're going to do something, you better freaking do it. So I told Bedros to his face, wherever your location is for Suckfest, because this is in February 2022. I said, in December, I'm going to do Suckfest. It's just something that is extremely hard. I said, wherever it is, whatever day and whatever time and whatever the event is, I'll do it. I'll be there with you. I told him that in February. I told that to his face in July at an event I went to. And then I owned up to it in December. And December 23rd, <laughs> the, the night Dang. Friday to Christmas Eve, I flew to Chino Hills, California. Props to my wife who yeah. let me do it. But letting me own my word, not only did she let me own my word, I was actually committed to my wife and told Bedros, I'll do it, but I'll do it in Arizona with my family for Christmas. And then my wife bought me the plane ticket because she said, I'm not going to stand between you and your word because you've never, ever given somebody your word and not followed through. And I'm not about to stand in the way of that, which is super, super awesome. But onto you've mentioned Ed Milet. Um, I've had a goal to become friends with Ed for a few years now, about four or five years. And I got into a group with Keaton Hoskins. How do you become friends with people? You support their cause. I got into his group and started messaging him and, and being very active and adding value to his group, which add values to him. And by adding value to him and going to the events and paying for the VIP nights, I, he had announced, he said, okay, I went to the VIP night in, in October. They said, you know, we have a few people coming. I knew Keaton was friends with Ed and I knew he was friends with Andy. Said, you know, if Keaton puts these things on, chances are Ed and Andy will probably be there. I mean, Ed Milet, Andy Frisella, for those that don't know, go look them up. And we had the event in July, and I was sitting there in this in the crowd watching this. And I said, you know, I should be up there. I should be on the stage. I have what it takes. I have a story. I have the ability to connect. I think I should be on the stage. And so I started talking with the different speakers. I went over by the green room and stood by the green room and communicated with the speakers. And then at the end of the event, I walked up to Keaton and I said, I'm going to be on your next stage. I'm going to speak at your next event in October. Nice. So, okay, let's do it. Well, then I got word that Ed Milet and Andy Frisella were also going to speak at it. And I said, now I'm definitely going to be at it. Yeah. And then the opportunity happened. Hey, we're going to do a VIP limited, limited people allowed at my house, Keaton's house, $5,000 to come and spend the evening with Ed Milet, Andy Frisella, Bradley. Sean Whalen, Dan Fleischman, you kind of name it, they were all there. And I had so many people say, I can't afford 5000 I don't have $5,000. I said, well, do you have a credit card? I said, yeah. I said, cool. You got five grand. I said, I'm not going to put $5,000 on a credit card. Yeah. I said, do you realize becoming friends with these people will be the cheapest investment of $5,000 you've ever paid in your entire life? They said, well, yeah, but you're going, right? I said, of course I'm going. They said, do you have 5000 I said, nope, but I got a credit card and it's going on there. And so I put it on the credit card and I made means to pay my card off. I actually installed driveway approaches, like steel plates to go up driveways. Because in my neighborhood, it's kind of steep curbing to get on your driveway. So I installed driveway approaches in my neighborhood to pay for that $5,000. I put in sweat equity, right? To put myself in a position to be in the room with the guys that paid to be in the room too. And my wife, she said, what is your plan for this VIP event. You just want to sit in a room and watch him speak. I said, no, I'm going to start becoming his friend. How are you going to do that? I'm going to drive him home to his hotel. That's what I'm going to do. 
<laughs> and uh, oh, yeah, she's like, you're going to figure out a way to be Ed's chauffeur to his hotel. Yeah. That's exactly what I'm going to do. So we went to the event. The night was great. And when you put things into the universe with true intent, the universe has a way of delivering when you have true intent and true value behind it, not just for my own selfish gain, but to add value to the space. And so I went to this event and fantastic. Everybody spoke and everybody wanted to talk to Ed Milet and Andy Frisella just because of who they are. And I didn't jump in the line. I didn't like just try and fangirl because that's just not me. At the end of the day, they're just other dudes that have done something that happens to be present to the world. But at the end of the day, they're still just human beings, just like you and I. And he needed to get to his hotel. And I said, hey, I'll drive you. He's like, oh, I've got a driver. The guy that drove me, the Uber driver said he'd come pick me up whenever. I said, but you committed to 10 p.m. It's currently 11.06. It's an hour, six minutes past when you told him we'd be done. He's probably asleep. He's like, oh, let me call him. I said, how about this? I'll make you a deal. If he doesn't answer, I got you. I'll take you to your hotel, which was 30 minutes away. Yeah. Not where I was going, outside of my direction. And he goes, you would do that? I said, of course I'd do that. I'd take you to a hotel. Who wouldn't want to sit in the car? Yeah, that's so 30 cool. minutes. Yeah, that's so cool. And I'm like, dude, take you to the hotel? Of course I would. And I helped him through the situation that he was in with all these different fans wanting to talk and wanted to get their, their minute in with Ed Milet because they also paid $5,000. So respect that part. That's how they wanted to add value is they wanted to receive value. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to receive value. I purely wanted to give. When you go to a place of giving to people that have far more than you, they are open to receiving. They got there for a reason. So if you go to a relationship saying, give, 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 give to me, I want to receive because you have so much more knowledge than I do in this capacity. And that's why we become friends. Or so I'm trying to become your friend. I'm trying to receive from you. They're just going to go like, stay away. Yeah. (laughs) There's there's a thousand of you. There's there's a million of you guys that want my info, want my knowledge, want my mind. If I had a penny for every time I've heard somebody say, can I pick your brain for a minute? To all these people that I am grateful to call friends, oh man, I'd be rich. And it's it's interesting to watch them because they their mind, you see their their eyes don't actually roll, but like figuratively they roll. They're like, oh gosh, yes, I'll let you pick my brain for me. And actually, someone's like, no, I don't want you to pick my brain. Stay wow. in my brain. <laughs> you can ask me a question, but you don't get to pick my brain. You can yeah. pay to pick my brain by going to my groups. Yeah, and. But when you go to a relationship, and this, and this is not just finding people of influence. This is just people in general, your friends, your family, your coworkers, everybody you have in contact with, the cashier at the grocery store. If you go to a space and make it better than you found it, you will ultimately become better. Uh, I learned that from Sal Frisella, who I'm friends with as well, Andy's brother, who's the president of First Form. He taught me that intimately. When you make a space better than you found it, is it is impossible to not exponentially increase because you found you're making every space more valuable because you were in it. Wow. Once you understand that you have that capability, people go into a space like, oh, I don't know what I have. I don't, I don't have the kind of money they have. I don't have the influence they have. I don't have a million followers on Instagram or TikTok or Snapchat or whatever it is. No, but you have a light about you. You have an ability and you have the same type of structure they have. You're made of the same stuff, same brain things. Mm-hmm. They've just done things that are public and you haven't done things that are overly public compared to them, but you have value. 
And when you understand that you have value, that's where you get confidence. But you got to first have the confidence. You got to honor your word with yourself. And that's truly where this all comes from. Do you set and make and keep promises with yourself? Or when you committed to not eating three Oreos, you can have two. You sit there and you're like, it's just one Oreo. Nobody notices. Nobody's going to know. That's what builds confidence is keep making and keeping promises with yourself. Yeah. And that transposes over to these, these people that, that you look up to. And that's where your branding really is, right? Creating a feeling onto the, the topic of today's is, is branding. You want to create a feeling within people. That's what culture is. Yeah. That's what branding is. When people think of you, they have a feeling. When you think of the Ed Milets, the Andy Frisellas, the Bradleys, story team, when you think of these, what is your feeling? Is there one? If there isn't one, you should probably work on your branding because mm-hmm. everybody has a brand. You are always selling, selling yourself, selling your family, selling your business, selling life. You're always selling and you always have a brand. It's just whether you recognize that you have one or not is what makes the difference. Wow, man. And so I, I love hearing that story and I didn't hear the full story. So that's really cool. I just knew you were friends with Ed. Now you're working with Ryan Flint. I know we're like running up on time, but I want to hear that story too. Cause like, aren't you, I know you got a really pretty high position. You're working with him directly. Like, can you walk us through that too, that, that journey? Yeah, we'll, we'll do it really fast. I got into Limitless Society with Keaton Hoskins where I knew I was going to find people like Ed Milet, Andy yeah. Priscilla. And I had seen Ryan Flint, his name all over creation. He's all, he's the number one commercial broker in the country for those that don't know who he is. And his name is all over buildings, all over the country. And he came up on a call. And so I private messaged him and said, hey, I have a goal to purchase the World Trade Center in Salt Lake City. Those are another thousand of those around the world. To purchase the World Trade Center in Salt Lake City. I said, okay, let's hop on a call. We got on a call. He says, okay, bro, is this dreams or is this actionable words? I said, I'm buying the World Trade Center with or without you. Are you in the boat or you're not in the boat? I'm in the boat. Let's go. Dang. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, adding value, right? Because that's a billion dollar building. Do you know yeah. how much commission you get on a billion dollar building? It's, it's kind of a hefty chunk. Yeah. Well, he said, let's come meet in my office. And so I went to his office and wanted to become his friend, truly become his friend. And so I started finding things in his office. I saw dietary solids that I've tested personally sitting on his desk. And I saw different things and I know he's very into health. And you always have something over anybody else. There is something you're a master in that other people can learn from you. I'm a master in fitness and dietary supplements. I've been in the fitness game for 20 years. And so we started talking about his goals, his aspirations, not mine. And we spoke for three hours on his goals, his aspirations and what he wanted to do. At the end, he goes, dude, what, what can I give to you? Like you've given me so much value this whole time. What can you use it? Oh, you're already doing it. We're working on the World Trade Center. We're good. No worries. Well, that happened every conversation because I truly wanted to add value, not just because I was trying to receive something. I was just trying to be of value to him. Well, that brought into now I'm his business manager and brought onto corporate operations manager for the company, which he's a president for, which is Haugen RV. This all comes down to adding value unto others, aggrandizing others, helping others achieve their goals. When you do that as a brand, you always take, take, take. People give up on you. They're like, I don't want to deal with that. Yeah. But when you are always giving, the sky's the limit on who you want to give to because everybody has some space which they can learn from you. And that's how I ended up becoming 
really close friends with Ryan and ultimately working for him and working with him, which is super cool. So that's the quick and dirty of Dang, me getting man. with Ryan. That's awesome. We'll end with this because we're a social media company. How has social media, when the videos started getting posted, how has that helped you grow your brand and your connections? Yeah. So I was starting a brand of my own, which is wrapped around a purple thumbnail. Nice. Um, and helping others and brought bringing on a story, they started gaining a lot of traction. I mean, I'm a very, very baby account, but very baby accounts typically have stronger followings than massive accounts. So don't disregard your number of followers. Um, just if you have one person like your stuff, you're impacting one person. That's all that really matters. My number started growing like crazy. So I've been with Story about three months now, and my following has doubled. My engagement has tripled. And people are responding back like, hey, I really like your videos. I've never actually really had anybody come back and be like, I love your videos. I love the message you're portraying. I've had here and there comments, but I've never actually had somebody message me directly out of the blue and say, you know, I really liked your message today. It was really impactful. I needed to hear that. Thank you. I've never had that until working with Story. The message is the same. The delivery is what changed. The message has never changed by what I've said over the years but how it was presented, how it was packaged was more appealing and allowed people to kind of gravitate into and watch the whole video versus just me talking in my car, maybe throwing a little blips here and there. But when you start doing things strategically that draw them in, they started listening more. And that's really what story has done for me and my brand is, is made the packaging so much prettier to allow others the opportunity to listen. So the presentation, the message may not change, but oh, my message, they're not going to change my message. I can do it myself. You can do it yourself, but they can make it way prettier. And by making it prettier, people are more enticed to listen to the whole message. And it's usually your, your final words in the message that are really the capstone. Until you get there, it's kind of just, that's cool. But it's that final few seconds where you have the cliffhanger, or the, the punch that you're really trying to get them to hold on to. So that is what story has done for moi. It's <laughs> awesome. It's good to hear. We're going to throw up your social account. So let's make sure we follow Brad on Instagram. I think is the most important one. So we put yours on there. So let's follow you on there. Thanks, Brad, for hopping in on this episode. It's really cool to hear your story um, because you're in corporate for 12 years. You took a jump. The jump was worth it. And now you're, you're over with Ryan Flint, you met Ed Milet, Andy, like all of these people are just, you dream of meeting. So I really appreciate you coming in here and giving tactics of how you can grow your personal brand, even without social media. You don't need social media to do it. It just helps enhance it. So you're everywhere. So thanks, Brad, for hopping on. And that's going to be the end of this episode. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. For all things social media, visit us online at story.co. We'll see you next time.